Thank you so much for clicking on this week's episode of Gillyweed Girls. And thank you to our Patreon supporters who keep us in the business of sharing fascinating theories, myths, folk tales, and mysteries beyond. Have you ever caught yourself gazing up at a willow tree hunting for fairies, daydreamed about stumbling upon a mermaid while in the water, or tried bending the water like they do in Avatar The Last Airbender? If so, you've come to the right place. Yes, you have. Okay, so there's Uptown Girls, Dairy Girls, Gilmore Girls. We are called the Gillyweed Girls. <laughs> okay, so in school, there was always the different cliques of girls. There was the horse girls, the goth girls, the popular girls, the cool girls. We, like me and my sister, were always the magic girls. Fairies, mermaids, anything magical was pretty much our whole personality growing up to an embarrassing degree. And still throughout adulthood, we love that kind of stuff. So we decided to start this podcast to kind of indulge our inner children and teens. So we have a place to talk about ocean lore, world mysteries, um, mystical stuff in general, and folklore. We know we can't be alone in our love for magic and mermaids, mythology, the mysteries that we don't understand in the world. And that's really why we created this podcast. We wanted an excuse not only uh, to get together, you know, we're sisters, we uh, are growing up now. So that means we're living away from each other. We don't get to be those teens talking in our bedrooms and watching YouTube videos together and watching that mockumentary that came out about mermaids and convincing ourselves it was real and that mermaids definitely exist oh my god we were so convinced dude it was convincing though it was convincing (laughs) we were but that was also in our h2o stage where like in an entire summer we binge watched all of h2o in our like our shared bedroom like i think we literally had did we have like a projector or something i remember like we put it on the wall we had a room attached mm-hmm. to our bedroom and there, was, yeah, I think it was yeah. a projector on the big wall in our like workout room. I so vividly recall the Cleo and Lewis breakup episode <laughs> uh, of us just laying on the floor, sobbing and <laughs> glancing at each other and just dying <laughs> laughing because we realized we were both silently sobbing <laughs> so into this like... Uh- Very dramatic breakup where Lewis is just (laughs) sailing away in a little canoe, but we're sobbing. Off to America to to study marine biology. I have never cried that much for a a TV show or movie in my my entire life. And that's saying something. It was wild. Retweet. That made us feel. But yeah, we're two sisters. Um, I am Kayla Rogers, used to be Kayla Predmore, and... I'm Sarah Predmore, currently Sarah Predmore, soon to be <laughs> Sarah Christensen. Yes, oh my gosh, it's so exciting. But yeah, so we kind of just started this podcast to connect with people out there to kind of like talk about all this stuff that indulges our inner childhood, mostly ocean lore. That's kind of for some reason what we gravitate towards. Um, But also Mm -hmm. just like conspiracies, mystical stuff in general, like sea monsters, literally all that kind of stuff is right up our alley. Right. Um, I feel like right up our alley was such like an (laughs) That was such a weird phrase to use. But anyway, that's how we started this podcast. Like we just kind of wanted a place to talk about all that stuff. And hopefully we found people out there listening that hopefully we found our H2O girlies that kind of like the same stuff and will enjoy this podcast. 
Absolutely. And even if you're not into mermaids magic, we'll have things for you. We have other topics coming up. We understand yes. mermaids are controversial. And as an eight-year-old, you can walk up to somebody and say, I believe in mermaids and you get an awe, you're adorable. But when you're 25, <laughs> you might have a different reaction. That being said, maybe not always. You might run into those cool people mm -hmm. that are like, you know what? I'm open to the possibility. And I think that's kind mm -hmm. of where Kayla and I lie when it comes to mermaids. Yes, they're controversial, but for millennia, cultures everywhere have been telling stories about women emerging from the sea or people emerging from the sea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like wild to me. It's kind of like the same thing as aliens in my mind, where people are like, oh, you know, so much of space is unexplored. There has to be aliens. But then people will like say with their whole chest, oh, 80% of the ocean is unexplored. But there's no way that mermaids can exist or like, oh, you're stupid and immature if you believe in mermaids. It's like, are you kidding me? Because literally 80% of like, come on now, you're telling me that there's no possibility. We have no idea what's down there. Not to, they could be smarter than us. Like they know how shitty like mankind is. They're like, no, we want absolutely nothing to do with that. So I, I won't say I'm a thousand percent convinced. Like I'm not gonna say mermaids are real, but I do think there's a very good chance that mermaids or some kind of creature resembling what we know as mermaids are out there somewhere in those the 80% of the ocean that is unexplored. Absolutely. When you trace human evolution itself, we know we have common ancestors emerging from the ocean way, mm -hmm. way back down the line. And there is a lot of evidence, some that Kayla will point out later in the explanation mm -hmm. of a marine mammal, <laughs> that shows that maybe evolution did take different paths. Uh, you can't convince me that there is no possibility of some humanoid type creature but a sea version down there and you can't convince me they wouldn't be smart enough to not let us know that they existed they would be aware of humans they would be aware of the damage we're inflicting on the ocean and they would probably want to stay away Additionally, mm -hmm. there's reason to believe that they would be intelligent because we know how smart the species of octopus are. We know yeah. how smart other animals of the dolphins. sea are. And dolphins, absolutely. There are mammals of the sea, so why not have a mermaid? Why not have some sort of humanoid creature down there calling shots that we have no idea they're calling? Yeah, exactly. So um, just to like take, uh, not like backpedal, but this is what this episode is about. Our whole podcast is not going to be every episode us talking about mermaids, um, but we thought it would be a fun topic for the first episode. We kind of just wanted to get into the controversy surrounding mermaids and why we personally think there's a chance that, you know, H2O might not be too far from home. <laughs> Absolutely. So like that's what this episode is just kind of us diving into the possibility of mermaids and kind of some of the history right. behind it. Speaking of history, I'm currently a middle school history teacher. So I wanted to dive into a little bit of kind of the historical realm of mermaid lore as we know it throughout the ages. We have... Tons of stories emerging from different cultures about mermaids, mer people, or even similarities, uh, not necessarily like fish people, but people that can transform into seals or people that can survive in the water, like the selkies. 
Uh, in Ireland, we find a species of marrows whose females are the equivalent of mermaids, except for they have these membranes in their hands. If you've seen the live-action Peter Pan that came out in the early 2000s, I know I have. I was in yes. love with Peter oh Pan. Gosh, Those mermaids are the kind of vibe that the marrows would be. Yes. Dude, that Peter Pan, though. That Peter Pan. <laughs> that Peter Pan lit my fire you were going through puberty. I Literally. That was my husband. That was like your sexual awakening. Mm-hmm. Like you, that was your soulmate. I remember you used to dress up in a nightgown at night and you'd be like, Peter Pan's going to come in the window. <laughs> I was convinced. <laughs> I was convinced. I wore a nightgown every night just in case because I really, really needed <laughs> that man just to come sweep me away to Neverland for one night. He was cute. He had nothing on Rolo from The Little Vampire. Oh that was God. my childhood crush and nobody can convince me little like seven eight-year-old Kayla that he was not just the epitome of what a man should be just the spiked up hair pale pasty skin little vampire boy like it's no wonder that I'm obsessed with yeah obsessed (laughs) with freaking Twilight because that was like little Mr. Edward Cullen like before Edward Cullen was cool absolutely (laughs) so like we said lots of different stories about mermaids throughout the ages. We have the Irish Marrows who kind of connect to our live action Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. In Scottish mythology, there's something called the Sesk, which is the maiden of the waves, this special mermaid whose lower half is specifically a salmon. Not only any fish, a salmon. Sounds amazing. Delicious and dangerous. <laughs> imagine a fisherman's fishing for salmon and he's like i see a big one guys and a woman's like bitch let me go it's like a you bear taste so good with some papery oh my god a bear <laughs> a bear who would win why who would win don't in the exist anymore the bears <laughs> the bears oh my gosh poor Chicago Bears. (laughs) We we descend from partially Irish, partially Scottish, Mm -hmm. partially Maltese heritage for the most part. That's what uh, our grandparents' heritage is and where we've traced our ancestry DNA packages, to be totally honest. (laughs) Uh, So we have like a special soul bond to Wales, Ireland, Scotland, all of these places. Mm -hmm. I really loved focusing on those first. Mm -hmm. And to finish off the British Isles, we have a little story about those species in Wales. A legend says in the 6th century, a woman mermaid called Murga, which means woman who comes from the sea, was captured. She was taught to speak the native language on earth, on land, and she learned to sew, to talk, but she never lost the ability of living in the water. She could return as she pleases. I don't know about you, but I would vibe with being a Murka. Yes. 1,000. Not like the sewing part. That's so patriarch. Like, literally just, oh, we taught this lady how to talk and sew. It's like, why the fuck does she need to learn how to sew? She's a mermaid. That's like, she can fair. go and collect, That's like, fair, you know. but... But everything else, yeah. But in the early days, if this is, like, old enough, then sewing was just one role that needed to be done at all times because the spinning wheel took so long just to weave like one strand. I'm always like, I'm such an old soul. Like I would do so well. And then I like think about though, that kind of stuff, like, no, you need spinning (laughs) wheels. So you're not naked. It's like, never mind. (laughs) Never mind. I would love that. I really feel like I would vibe with just not having to worry about anything except 
embroidering and drinking wine and painting and playing the piano forte and like studying the arts. It's funny that you're like, you think about this and you're like the arts, the sewing, the clothes. And all I can think about is the bread and cheese. (laughs) The whole time you're talking about that, (laughs) damn, the food would be so good. I can't well, what about the feasts? I, I think about the feasts often. Oh Every time I watch Game of yes. Thrones, I try to like make a charcuterie board of a feast yeah. like that, dude. Same, but every and then I look at it and I'm like, did they have seasonings though? <laughs> like, right. Is that roasted pork salted? Because if not, never or mind. Is it like, disgusting. If, you, if the food tastes like nothing, then I I take it back. <laughs> I don't want that shit. <laughs> It might taste like shit, but like the look when you're watching Game of Thrones and you see the feast, you're like, that looks. Crispy. Oh my gosh. And it could taste Exa- like shit. If you don't like red wine and you watch Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you need a glass of yes. red wine. Oh my God. Even though you know you hate it. Yes. It's it like just it has to yeah, happen. It's ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, the food. Absolutely. <laughs> there are so many other legends. There are tons from places like the Middle East and China, ancient Rome, Germany. But basically, all over the world, we have these stories emerging. And many of them emerged before any form of easy communication really existed. So how did all of these different civilizations in the ancient days have the same exact story, or at least similar stories, of a half-fish, half-woman creature who sang oftentimes and lived in the water? Exactly. Like, you're you're literally telling me that all of these civilizations thought of the same exact thing as one of their folklore. Like, no, there has to be a, at least a glimmer of truth to it. Like, yeah, it's wild. I hope that the glimmer of truth they give us in the Odyssey is real. For those of you who don't know, the Odyssey Mm. is an amazing tale. It's a story written by Homer who explains how the hero Ulysses had himself tied to the mast of his ship in order to listen to the siren songs he was hearing from the water. The siren songs allegedly were supposed to, you know, put men in danger um, and they were supposed to help them avoid these mermaids tying him up to the mast like this was going to restrict him from being compelled to find them or being lured to his death. So he's not the only one that managed to be uninjured by tying himself up. The Argo ship crew commanded by Jason of the Golden Fleece story, he was also unharmed. They managed to escape from the bewitching melodies thanks to this great musician called Orpheus, son of Apollo, of course, who traveled with them, and he had a magical song that helped them avoid all of the mermaids. So that was great. Mm -hmm. But one fun fact that we have about the tale of the Odyssey is that the island historians think most likely is featured in Homer's Odyssey as the secret place where mermaids lured men. Calypso's island was somewhere we hail from Malta. Yeah, when I learned that the Odyssey was the first literary text that introduced mermaids into like history, technically, quote, quote, um, I was flabbergasted because I've always felt really connected to the Odyssey because apparently a lot of historians believe that Calypso's island where she lured Odysseus and it kind of held him captive a lot of people believe that that island like Calypso's paradise was Malta and specifically the Maltese island of Gozo um and that's where our great-grandparents on my mom's side are from both of our maternal great-grandparents came from Malta. Um, So then when I like learned that 
the Odyssey is also the first piece of literature that ever mentioned mermaids. I was like, yes, this checks out and it makes me love the story even more. (laughs) Yes, I so vibe with Malta being the island that was featured in the story. I really hope that it's true. And some little part of me would like to believe that if the Odyssey had any glimmer of truth and it did exist, maybe our ancestors were some of the women luring these men to their deaths or not to their deaths, but to their island to have a good time. Because now I'm like, it's fine. I'm Maltese, so my ancestors were mermaids. It's fine. <laughs> no big deal. I'm probably the direct descendant of uh-huh. Calypso and a man mermaid. No big deal. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> if anything happens and the earth is flooded completely, I know the water people save me because I'm Maltese. Okay, I love that. Speaking of people who aren't safe, let's talk about Christopher Columbus. <laughs> So (laughs) if, yeah, if the whole world drowned, the mermaids would not save Christopher Columbus because... Ah, the least safe man. Yes, he is a shit human being. Um, However, while we're on the topic of mermaid sightings in literature, one of the most famous sightings was actually done by Christopher Columbus himself, who wrote in his logbook that he saw three mermaids, but they weren't as beautiful as he imagined them to be. From what he had heard and, you know, from the rumors. I don't know what he was expecting. Some, like, big, big booty mermaids to pop out of the ocean. <laughs> Apparently, their their faces had a little bit of man-like features. And that just didn't do it for good old Mr. Columbus. Um, and a lot of historians take this assessment. Him saying, the mermaids kind of had man faces. And a lot of them <laughs> equate this to just completely writing off mermaids and saying, oh, he saw a manatee. (laughs) And this just gets me because historians are like, oh, because Christopher Columbus said that, he, all of the mermaid sightings must have been manatees, walruses, or other, like, marine mammals like that. What then was their point of reference? Right? What population of men? (laughs) Was it all just massive kings that were just like overly bloated? That like I I always read that like oh you know a lot of historians believe Christopher Columbus said they looked like a man so it must have been a fucking manatee. It's like no. Have you seen a picture of a manatee? (laughs) There's no world where they look similar at all. Like look like not one. Anyway um but yeah, so manatees, walruses, and other animals like dugongs and Stellar's sea cows that actually went extinct in the 1700s because, you know, humanity. Um, However, let's just talk for a second about dugongs. I want to get into that because that was something that I hadn't researched until tonight. And now I'm freaking obsessed with them. So they are closely related to manatees. They look a lot like manatees. If you've never seen seen a dugong Go look it up right now. Um, They're from the animal family called Sirena. As soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, this has, this is something. This is like literally like they're the siren animals. Um, Only four animals currently exist within the Sirena animal family. And they include dugongs and then a few different types of like manatees. Um, dugongs live in the Indo-West Pacific, spanning across 40 countries, kind of like in the Australia area. And they're the only herbivorous marine mammals and the only group of like herbivore eating mammals in general to have become completely 100% aquatic. 
Um, and I thought that was awesome. There was a like Cyrenian fossil that's 50 million years old, which means that these things have been around for a long time. Um, unfortunately, again, coming pu pulling it back to mankind, their populations have declined a little bit as a result of climatic cooling um, and human interference. So go, go humanity. Thank you. However, I just want to talk about, okay, so if we saw these Sirena animals 50 million years ago, this was way before humans existed right wait is it 50 million yeah, i don't know absolutely. um anyway absolutely. So like, well yeah yeah so my thing is it's like wild to think about the fact that we like humans are said to have evolved from apes and event like before that it was like smaller animals and from the sea yeah exactly so it's like crazy to me that 50 million years ago there was something resembling a dugong and there was like some kind of sirena animal and that was a whole branch of animal families. And I don't know. Me, personally, when I saw the picture of their forelimb arms, I'm going to post, like, the Dugong wiki page in our show notes so you can go see. But literally, like, the bones in their front, like, arm fins, I guess you could say, they look just like human hands, guys. And maybe right, or at I, least some sort yeah, of primate. I know nothing like, I know nothing about like marine biology and animal skeletons and things like that. But when I saw the picture of this, the bones in this animal's arm, I was like, that's a human hand. It literally have, it's five fingers. There's a wrist. It's wild. So anyway, I, I went on this little rant about dugongs, all to pretty much say that I definitely think that if mermaids or some kind of marine animal resembling mermaids exist, they're probably in the sirena family or closely related to these sirenas. Um, because a lot of the evidence, like when you look closer into this animal family in general, to me is just like very compelling. And then again, bringing it back around to a big driving point that 80% of the ocean is unexplored. Um, so again, I don't think that it's too far-fetched that there could be more humanoid creatures that like are related to these things like, you know, manatees, dugongs, things like that. Um, that's It's kind of like just solidified the point even more for me. So I thought that you guys would like to know about them. Um, go look up a picture of one and then just pretend that it's cute and be like, oh, Kayla, that's cute. You can't convince me that there's not a connection there. Yeah, literally. You can't convince me that with 80% of the unexplored ocean, there would be species that have not been founded by man. And you know what? I personally believe there, that there's an, at least an 80% chance that mermaids exist. And you know what? If you don't, then cool. If this episode didn't convince you that mermaids could exist, then that's fine. Like, we're not trying to convince anybody of anything. We're just trying to share a little bit of the lore and kind of tell why we maybe kind of sort of believe in mermaids. I hope this week we've thoroughly convinced you that there's at least a glimmer of hope that mermaids exist. Join us next week as we sleuth the sea stories that inspire our dreams and haunt our nightmares. Be a nice human and go right now. Tell someone you love them because there has to be someone that you love, right? Even if you like turn on Netflix, you type in H2O and then <laughs> pick your favorite H2O girly. For me, it's Cleo. She's my favorite. You can go tell Cleo. You know what, Cleo? I love you. Or even better, 
open up Instagram on your phone, type in Phoebe Tonkin and just send her a DM and say, I love you, Cleo. And then you say, Arnar. <laughs> Let's take it a step further. After you go message your favorite H2O girly, telling them you love them, go to Gillyweed Girls Podcast on Instagram and tell us if you liked this episode or if you hated this episode. But just know, me and my sister are both sensitive as fuck. If you tell us you hate the podcast, we will probably cry. We will cry. I will definitely We will think cry. about it There's for a no week. Probably. And, and then we'll consider just canceling the podcast altogether and never recording another episode again, deleting That's all exactly what but, you know, Think twice before sending hate. We'll but don't stop think twice before sending love. singing haters gonna hate on a live yeah. stream until you tell us you love us. If that's the scenario. Literally, I will. But if you have some love, you know, go over to Gillyweed Podcast on Instagram. Oh my, Gillyweed Girls Podcast on Instagram. And just share us. It would actually mean a lot to us if anybody who likes this episode would come and comment on one of our pictures or follow us on Instagram. Yes. That way we know that like we found our people. There are people out there that actually like this. Maybe we No, I know that we're not the only people out there that like mermaids and fairies and stuff. So hopefully if you're listening to this still, we found you. You're here to stay. Welcome. I love you already and I cannot wait to have you join us on the crazy whirlwind that will be the Gillyweed Girls podcast. If you have any cool ocean lore stories, spooky ghost stories that like revolve around the ocean or any weird experiences like that, any stories that you want to share, hit up hit us up on Instagram where the Gillyweed Girls podcast, that's our username. Um, and Or if there's a specific story that revolves around ocean lore that you want us to talk about more and you want us to cover, anything that you want to hear on the podcast, go and shoot us a DM and just let us know. And literally, we're open to anything at this point. But if there's like a specific ocean lore story that you want us to cover, please go let us know and we will be more than happy to. We hope that we've added at least one Gillyweed girl to our pod and cannot wait to record our next episode.